0: Welcome to Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno. You'll want to grab your Bible and follow along, verse by verse, with Pastor John. Uh, But the roles are reversed, and now the woman is advancing and aggressive, and you're the slave, and I have power over you, and I'm going to physically grab you and grab your coat. And he runs right out of his coat, right out of the house. He runs outside. Flee youthful lusts, right? Sometimes you can't reason with someone. Sometimes the situation is so bad and so dangerous, you got to just get out of town. You got to just run for your life. Run, Joseph, run. This is crazy. Verse 13, when she saw that he had left his garment, his cloak, his coat in her hand and had fled outside, she called to the men of her household and said to them, a lot of times it's whoever gets there first, right? I'm going to tell my story. Where's all those slaves? Where's those employees that I own and they do what I say? Bring them in now. I gotta tell them the story of what happened. There's no witnesses. They've got to be my witnesses. See, he has brought in a Hebrew to us to make sport of us. He came in to me to lie with me, and I screamed. I think these poor uh, slaves, Egyptian slaves, they're like, yes, yes, master, whatever you tell us, we'll repeat it. Yes, you own us. You run this house. Yes, you're, you're the boss. I guess that's the true story. And she talks about he's this foreigner, one of these Jews. He's a slave like you. And he has mocked me and made fun of me and laughed at me, made sport of me. And not just me, but us. Are we not all Egyptians? Let's stick together against this Jew. He tried to rape me. I ran for my life. I screamed. He got scared. And he split. Joseph. Is falsely accused. The boss's wife is running the show. She demeans him, she mocks him, she begins the story and the gossip and the slander. She's destroying his reputation. One of my pastor friends was falsely accused the police came to his house knocked on the door and cuffed him and arrested him right in front of his own children they made sure the press was there the cameras the newspaper the humiliation the embarrassment slandering him smearing his good name throwing him in washoe county jail and then later of course The charges were dropped. There wasn't enough evidence. Of course, it was all lies. But he's been ruined. He's been humiliated. He's been falsely accused. And sometimes Christians take the rap. We get slandered and beat up by the world. Verse 15. When he heard that I raised my voice and screamed... He left his garment beside me and fled and went outside. I have proof. I have evidence. I've caught him red-handed. Here's his coat. Verse 16. So she left his garment beside her until his master came home, waiting. His shifts almost up, sitting next to the new coat. These coats seem to always get Joseph in trouble. Have you noticed the coats? First, it was the coat of many colors given to him by Daddy, the favoritism, the blessing, the honor. You've been promoted, Joseph. You're not going to work in the fields taking care of dirty sheep. you got beautiful clothes. You're management now, Joseph. You're a long, beautiful, colorful coat, elegant. Your ornamental robe. But, of course, the brothers hated the coat of many colors, right? First thing when they got their hands on him, they stripped him of that coat covered it in goat's blood, right? Of course, you know, the scandal. Oh, Joseph must have got killed by wild animals. So the first coat kind of gets him in trouble. And now we have a second coat. It is the coat of the chief of staff. It is the coat of the number two guy in Potiphar's house. I'm sure it gives him position and cloud and I run this household and this farm and he runs out without his coat and she sets it beside her because with this coat with this garment I'm gonna bring him down this is my evidence this is my proof verse 17 then She spoke to him with these words. The Hebrew slave whom you brought to us came into me to make sport of me. Husband, listen. You can't believe it. Remember, you bought that Hebrew slave and he mocks me. He makes fun of me. He ridicules me. He humiliates me. This is crazy. Am I not your wife, and is he not like the hired help, dirty slave? Verse 18. And I raised my voice and screamed. He left his garment beside me and fled outside. And husband, here's his coat. Why would I have his coat? The coat is the nail to his coffin. It's my proof. Wow. Some would yell at Joseph and say, Joseph, wake up to reality and stop chasing those stupid dreams. Remember the dreams that started it all? I had these dreams, you know, your sheaves all circled mine and bowed down to them. And I had this dream and the sun and the moon and 11 stars bowed to me and the brothers were so upset they hated him because of the dreams. Even his father said, come on, Joseph, I'm your father. I'm going to bow to you. This is crazy, Joseph. And some would say, dump your dreams. You're hanging on to those dreams. You think they're from God. Give up on your dreams. Wake up. Move on. But the dreams are from God. And God's dreams are going to come true for Joseph. Get exalted again, verse 19. Now, when his master heard the words of his wife, which she spoke to him, saying, This is what your slave did to me. His anger burned. You see, there is someone greater than Joseph in the house. It's the wife. The husband's got to back up his wife, right? This is my wife, my soulmate. She's a free woman. She's an Egyptian. She's my equal. Joseph's just a peasant slave. Yeah, maybe he's been promoted up. But I've got to back up my wife. Happy wife, happy life, right? I've got to choose my wife over the slave. Verse 20. So Joseph's master took him and put him into the jail. Go directly to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200, right? Joseph is going to hit bottom again. It's the slammer. The big house, behind bars. Have you been there? (laughs) Have you ever hit bottom? Falsely accused, fired, incarcerated, abandoned, lost it all, flat on your back in a cold prison cell. I used to do prison ministry. I've been to uh, juvenile halls, California youth authorities, jails, prisons, men's prisons, women's prisons. Hearing the bars close behind me when I leave. (laughs) The inmates, come on, Pastor, take me with you. Nope. Sorry, you got to stay. I'm going. Um, When you play, you pay, right? You got to do the time for your crime. It can be the end of yourself. It can be hard being locked in isolation, 23 hour lockdown, and so alone. Nothing to do, everything becomes quiet. Can I say when you hit bottom, it's time to look up. When you're down on the ground, it's time to pray. Does God have your attention yet? It's time to commune with him. Maybe you're a believer and you've left him. It's time to rebuild your relationship with the Lord. Make things right. Repent. Ask for a Bible from the chaplain. Go to chapel services. Seek the Lord when you hit your bottom. And some people, their bottoms can be very low. If you haven't hit your bottom yet, just wait. It can be lower until you say uncle to the Lord Jesus Christ when you're flat on your back. So he's put in jail, but just not a regular common jail for normal prisoners. The place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in the jail. A jail for political criminals like Charles, uh, Chuck Colson. You know, a prison for important people like, uh, who was the famous baker and homemaker? Um, Martha Stewart. (laughs) Just not a jail for the common, but the jail for the pharaoh's offenders and for pharaoh's royal court and we will see that he's in a special prison where he will meet important dignitaries and high-up officials. It's all part of God's plan and purpose. God must put Joseph in jail. God has a plan for your life verse 21 but the Lord was with Joseph how can God be with someone in jail (laughs) how could the Lord be with someone in a concentration camp how can the Lord be with someone in a work farm I met a Holocaust survivor and she told us her story how as a child she was sold as a human slave to work in a Nazi factory with other children. This is crazy. And yet she survives the Holocaust. You can be in the darkest pit, the pit of despair, hopelessness, the most evil place on earth. And yet if you're a believer, if you will yet pray and call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, You will not be alone. Do you see it? And you thought, God has abandoned you, and you went to some God-forsaken place, and guess what? The Lord is there. But the Lord was with Joseph and extended kindness to him and gave him favor in the sight of the chief jailer, the warden. You see, when God is with you in a personal way, in an intimate way, he brings with him blessing and favor and success and gifts to his children. I do believe God's everywhere, you know. God surrounds a globe of lost people But with the saved people, with God's people, he's close, he's intimate, he manifests, he reveals his presence, he does special things for you, like he does for Joseph, do you see it? God is with us in favor and blessing and kindness and promotion. And you thought it was you that got the raise and the promotion, And here it was God blessing you because you're one of his children. (sighs) Joseph's divine favor. Verse 22. The chief jailer, the warden, committed to Joseph's charge all the prisoners who were in the jail so that whatever was done there, he was responsible for it. He's moving on up again. He's moving to the number two position. He's running the show. This is crazy. Even in a correctional institution, Joseph moves up. Verse 23, the chief jailer, the warden, did not supervise anything under Joseph's charge. Because the Lord was with him. That's the fourth time. Do you get the point? The Lord is with his children. The Lord is with the chosen people, the Jews. The Lord is with the Christians. We get his favor. We get his blessing. We get his help. It pays to be a Christian. It pays to serve the Lord. Do you see it? I was listening to this Christian actress and she was a believer and I just met her recently and she said, you know, I went into acting and become a movie star so that I could do things for God and it was such a wicked place in Hollywood. I just wanted to give up and I just felt so distant from the Lord and I prayed and I sought him and I said, God, give me a sign or I'm leaving this career behind. And then she was asked to do a Christian movie that's coming out. I can only imagine. And she talks about how she got to act for the Lord and to use her talents for the Lord, and God spoke to her. And she said, God was with me when I was making the movie. God was with me in a personal way, in a way of blessing. And it's more than God's gifts that I wanted. I wanted him, I wanted to experience the Lord, I wanted to see his presence and his spirit moving in my life. And I'm thinking, yeah, I want to know the Lord. I want God to be with me in a personal way where I see him, I experience him, I see his hand moving in what I do. The Lord was with him in whatever he did. The Lord made to prosper. Prosperity. But we seek the giver above the gifts. Some people are into the prosperity and they want to throw the Lord under the bus. No. Jesus is the number one gift. He's the most important thing to have His love and His peace and His presence in your life. And the gifts and all these things will be added unto you are kind of the second thing. But to have a loving relationship with Christ is above all else invite Christ into your cell invite him in your deep dark pit of despair reach out to him in the midst of your brokenness call on the name of the Lord when you're flat on your back in that hospital room did that one when everyone else has abandoned you and you're all alone and your situation is hopeless that's when you really need Jesus and he's just a prayer away and you say Jesus come into my life come into my heart I need you reveal yourself and watch what he will do for you What is the point of all this? What are we to do with the story of Joseph? To get Jesus' presence. To invite Yahweh to be with us. Yahweh's for us. God is not against us. You know, Jesus has many names. But one of his names is Emmanuel. And the name Emmanuel translates, God with us. This is the whole reason he left heaven. This is why he was transformed from his divine deity, his awesome brilliance and power, which is intimidating and destructive to stand in front of his glory. He was turned into a little baby, human flesh, the incarnation. And he became one of us so he could be with us, God with us. He could live with us, tabernacle with us, pitch his tent on earth and be a part of us and speak our language. God has invaded the planet and Christ has come so he could be in your life. Do you know Jesus wants to be close and intimate and personal with you? He wants a relationship. How do you get such a thing, a relationship with God? Through the cross, through the blood, through the sacrifice. Jesus has paid the price so that our Heavenly Father can adopt us and can can come into our lives. It is faith. It is prayer. It's confession. Jesus, I confess my sin to you. Jesus, I profess that you are Lord, that you are God, and I desperately need you. It's a step of humbling yourself and admitting. You can experience today God's very intimate presence and his power, and his blessings, and his success, like Joseph did. Yahweh is with us. It's like the old poem, Footprints, right? And the man is, I think he's in heaven, and he's looking back on his life. I think he says, sees the footprints in the sand, and footprints through his whole life as a believer. And he sees that God is with him. Jesus is with him through the good times and the bad, on the mountaintops and in the dark valleys. And he looks back on his life and he says to Jesus, but wait, there was this time everything was so horrible, so dark, so hopeless. It was the hardest times of my life. And I only see one set of footprints. And you know the poem. And Jesus said, that's when I had to carry you. And that's why you only see one set of footprints. Because Jesus has promised to never leave us and to never forsake us. What did he say before he left? And and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. The Lord is with you. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, bring us close to our Heavenly Father. We want intimacy with him. Father God, thank you for sending your Son as the sacrifice. We accept him. We confess that Jesus is Lord. We need your grace, your mercy, your forgiveness. We want your love and your peace, the fruits and gifts of your Holy Spirit. Father, we need your blessings, your success. We want to be blessed by you and do things your way. Just like you bless Joseph, bless us. May we be your chosen, your faithful. May we be holy unto you, just like Joseph. May we flee from evil. For we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for supporting Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno at 246 Courtney Lane, Reno, Nevada, 89523. Our phone number is 775-746-4567 and our webpage is calvaryreno.com. You're always welcome to join our services.